Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Men, where today I just finished watching Season 6, Episode 6, for immediate release. And let me tell you, have you ever watched an episode of a show and it was just like immediately you wanted to watch the next episode? That was what this felt like. This felt like almost a season finale. It was. It had such a big ending to the future of um, the business that that we know and love. Um, that it it was like, wow! I can't believe, and I can't believe they did this in the middle of the season. This feels like this reminded me of the time where um, where what's his name, the British dude, you know, the British Lane Price, rest in peace. Uh, fired them all so that they could go start their own agency. That's what this felt like when you saw uh, the wheel spinning for uh, Don and Ted Shaw. That is his name, Cha, Not Shaw, like I thought it was all this time, but Cha, C-H. A lot happened in this um, episode, and it's funny that it all kind of turned out for the best. It was like a happy accident for Don Draper to kind of put his foot in his mouth and then take that foot off and dance a little jig and, and, and spin some gold, uh, but not without pissing people off. So why don't we just kind of, I'm going to, I have my screen in front of me and I'm going to use it to remind me what happened in this episode that I literally just watched. It opens up with Bert, um, Pete and Joan, and they are meeting, looks like with a accountant of some kind. Uh, and what they're doing is they're working to make the business go public. They're going to make it a public business, sell stocks, and they're, the, the guy's thinking, I can get this to go as stock options for $9 a stock. And Bert is really wants it to be $12 a stock. And what I didn't understand is these three, I guess because these three are partners, they can decide these things, but they did it behind... Um, they did it behind Roger and Don's back. Like neither of them seemed to know about it. And, um, it came out later and Don was a little pissed off, but I guess they were trying to do it to surprise people. I don't know. But basically even at $9 a share, I think Jones small little percentage that she has as a partner, uh, would be worth almost a million dollars. So I guess business is good for now. This is a long episode. Business is good. Business is terrible. Business is hard. Business is great. Um, so let's cut over. We cut. Oh, well, then Pete and, and Joan share a drink. And Pete is his normal fake, um, like, smarmy self to Joan. But he's also very excited because he's going to be rich. And they haven't told Don yet. But they honestly don't think Don cares about money uh, because they're here. He has it. Uh, we cut over to Roger Sterling. And he's with a young a flight attendant. I guess this is the 60s. A young stewardess, we could still say. And I was like, I recognize this woman right away. I'm a big fan of The Flash on CW. Yes, I am a, uh, you know, I'm a man-child. I watch a lot of superhero television. And this is, um, this I believe her name is Danielle Pennebroker. She is a, a, a regular on The Flash and has been for the last six years. Uh, and it's funny, I, it's funny seeing people that are in things. Now this... It has to be 
I wonder if this is before. This is around the same time the Flash is going on. I think this by the way, by the time this season starts. Anyway, um, she's a tech secretary that Roger's been sleeping with, and it seems like uh, Roger likes to pump her for. En- well, I mean, that was a weird choice of phrase. He likes to. I'm also um, immature. He likes to pump her for energy. No, not energy. Well, uh, information. He likes to use her for information. He gets information from her because she works in the the lounge area where all the bigwigs go, all the bigwigs, all the um, important people, business people. And um, he's, you know, so Roger's like, hey, maybe you could get some more people for me. And, and then he tries to keep her, tries to hang out with her. It's like, oh, it's Mother's Day. Um, Mother's Day is about to happen. Mother's Day, and we didn't have any time with Betty. It was wonderful. But we did get a lot of other mothers. So this stewardess is like, you know, she wants to spend time with her mother. And Roger's like, oh, my mother just died. And he was trying to use that as sympathy to get more sex with her. Now, also, Joan reminded um, Pete it's Mother's Day. And he's like, oh, I remember. Because he probably has to go and do something for Trudy, even though he doesn't live with her. He actually goes back to his house and um, slips into bed with Trudy, tries to get a little... uh, a little lucky with her, and she kind of wakes up and she's like, "Oh no, Peter, no!" Uh, and he's like, "Well, how? So you want every part of the marriage except the one that counts the most, the only one that counts, which is the sex?" Because again, Pete is a psychopath, um, and she she basically wanted him there for Mother's Day, uh, but didn't want, you know, wasn't there for the sexy time. And Pete was pissed, and he's like, "You'll see." And but she said, you know, she said, um, I see the strives you're working on. So it seems like they're trying to repair their marriage. So she sees the work he's been putting in. And but of course, he says the one thing that really matters. And she's like, well, Tammy, you know, their kid. Um, and he's like, oh, don't play that with me. He goes, you'll see. I, we will be very rich. You know, I'm, I have something big coming, something huge. She's like, well, I'll take that into consideration, too. But she seemed open to the fact that maybe they can reunite their family. Now, speaking of mothers, Megan's mother's in town. Uh, she's the French woman. I don't remember her the actress's name, but she's there to talk French, to be rude, and to possibly have sex with Roger. Now, she does not have sex with Roger this episode, but she wanted to. They're just kind of hanging out, talking about whatever, uh, and they get a little knock on the door, and it's, they have a side, a back door. I think that's like all the apartments have a back door. That's the one where... Don will go in to have the sex with the doctor wife. This time, it is the doctor. He comes in to ask for some wrapping paper because the son's in town. Don's like, oh, how long is he going to be in town for? Because I think he, my thinking is, well, if your son's in town, I can't go have sex with your wife. Um, And he's like, oh, I got to get him a gift. He thinks a walk in the park is a gift, but you got to get your mom a real gift. And Megan's mom's like, you can have these flowers. I do not need them anymore. And Megan's like, oh, geez, thanks, Ma. He's like, you're a lifesaver. Thank you. And she, um, you know, Megan says he's a, he's a big doctor. He's a surgeon. He's trying to do heart transplants. Um, and Megan's like, oh, he is. I mean, the mother's like, he is smart and he is handsome and he is rich. Um, she seemed like she was almost, almost interested in him. Meanwhile, Peggy and Peggy's boyfriend, which I don't remember his name. Why don't I remember his name? I, he's actually likable. Um, he seems like a real, genuine fella. 
Um, and she, they have an apartment. Remember, they got the apartment. He didn't want to have the nice apartment. He wanted to have um, like a one that was more with the people because he's a hippy dippy. And they got this little apartment. And they're trying to fix it up, and it's not doing great. And Picky doesn't love it. She doesn't love that there's there's poop on the steps. She thinks it's from the junkie upstairs, not from a dog. They're trying to fix things up, and it's it's very loud. There's people playing music. It's like you can't really enjoy it. She does not like it. Um, you could just tell that this apartment is not exactly what she um, envisioned when she talked about buying her own apartment. Back in the office, we see uh, Don and Pete, and Pete's like, hey, Herb uh, has canceled our, our dinner. He goes, we can still have dinner. And Don's like, why don't we just, uh, you know, we can we can enjoy the night off and not do anything. Don, Pete is like, okay. Now I just realize now, Pete has nothing to do. His wife doesn't want him, and he had he had no place to go, nothing to do. So that's why he was probably like, hey, Don, we can still go to dinner. I have some, I have some things I want to talk to you about. He probably wanted to tell him about them going public. But Don goes into his office, and he sees Mr. Roger Sterling there. And Roger's like, shut the door. The dinner with Herb is still on. He just does not want Pete Campbell there. He does not like Pete. He doesn't like Pete, and he wants to talk to you. Um, and Don, and brought, um, Don hates Herb. Herb is the guy who basically um, asked them to prostitute out Joan. And, uh, you know, you could just see that Don hates this fella. And it comes out later, and I'm happy it did. Um, but Roger's like, we can get the wives and just kind of, um, you know, have as much buffer between, uh, like business and people bring as many wives as possible to kind of just a buffer, just to make it easier. And he's like, Megan has plans. Her mother's in town for mother's day. And Roger's like, Oh, she's in town. Marie. That's it. Marie's in town. Fantastic. Bring her along. Tell her I insist she comes along. Now, over at Peggy's office, CGC, which I just, I was, the whole time I'm going, I'm never, I always call it Peggy's office. I don't know where it is. And, um, but, but I, I finally know it's CGC. Um, they are trying to work on, I believe, Chevy. And they're having a meeting. Harry Hamlin's there. He's the creative guy, I think, or the business, he's the accounts guy, I think. But I like him in this. I don't know, something about him, the way he acts, these like, He's this very like stiff, artsy business fella, um, very like snobby, but I like it. I don't know how to say it. Uh, so they're there with a third guy who I think these are the CGC. I think these are the three partners. And the third guy is tired of drawing rockets and he's being upset. And then Harry Hamlin leaves and Ted's like, hey, uh, what's going on? And this guy's like, I have cancer in the pancreas. And he's all, you know. He's basically, he's upset because he doesn't want to work on this. He wishes they kept the other account. He thinks that they're going to lose business. And if he leaves, they cash out. And basically, he's afraid he's going to ruin the company. I think that's what I got out of it, which it all kind of comes into play later. Uh, definitely does. But you don't know this guy. You've never seen this guy before. At least I don't remember seeing him before. Maybe he's been in other episodes, but nothing to this extent. But you feel bad because, you know, this is the 60s too. And, you know, I don't know. Pancreatic cancer, you know, in the 2019s is terrible. Can't imagine what it's like in the 60s. So I mentioned before that Roger and this, um, the, the, the flight attendant have kind of this little 
thing going where she tells them if biz, big business guys are um, are in the waiting area, and she says there's a there's a dude here you got to meet him big guy, big 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 wig, and our flight's delayed, and he's like I'll be right there. He takes off, boom, goes to um, goes to the airport, basically pretends that he's on this flight. Get but he's like you got to get me on this flight, and he says um, you know we have to. Uh, Give me a, a water with an onion, I guess, to make it smell like you have liquor and give him a double bourbon. He's trying to get this guy drunk so that he can wine and dine this guy because he finds out this guy works for Chevy. I don't know if it came out at that point, but he just kind of like, oh, man, oh, he, he does his regular Roger stuff, which is just being completely charming and um, charming the pants off this guy. Um, we do see a... Uh, Actually, I jumped ahead, but it doesn't matter. Um, we see Megan and her mother later in an elevator, and uh, they're going shopping. And these two young women are in the elevator, they stop and they say, we love your show. Can we have your autograph? And you could see Megan was really taken aback that she's kind of becoming a recognizable uh, celebrity. So that was something I think a little bit of it plays a little bit later. Um, I think her mother was even jealous, which is interesting. Uh, so they're t- oh that's right. So later on, the mother and Megan are talking, and her, the mother Marie could tell that something was bothering Megan. She's like, you know, sometimes it's been he's been so distant. Sometimes it's um, I feel like I have to make conversation, and he's like, you know, she basically said, sex it up, get him all excited. He'll you'll excite him by getting between your legs, uh, put on something really nice, you know, because he probably is upset seeing you know thinking he's losing you to all these people even with me I think she said she was a little jealous of this whole thing with signing autographs Megan's like what are you kidding but she took the advice and made herself look pretty sexy when they went out to dinner so it was the two of them with Don Roger was supposed to show up but instead he's at the airport and um, then we got uh, what's his name Um, oh Herb and Herb's wife Herb's wife seems like just a normal Nice woman, very talkative, talking about dogs, talking about this, talking about that. She doesn't realize that she's married to a slime ball. So this kind of all seems to happen at the same time. Like back at the office, we see Bert come into to Pete's office all excited because they found out that they're going to close, go public at $11 a share. Almost exactly what he wanted. So they're ready to share a drink. Pete is like overtaken with excitement. Um, while this is going on. Don and Herb are left alone while the women all go to the bathroom. And this guy's basically like, look, I got this um, this guy working for me who's doing flyers. I thought it'd be nice for him to take a look at your stuff. Pete, does he want a job? He goes, no, he doesn't want a job. He wants to just look at your stuff. He has a job. And Don's like, what's his name? He writes down on a card. And he goes, what's this? Don goes, here, this is the name of the person taking over your business. Don basically was fed up with this guy. And he's done with him. He basically fired... Jaguar right there. Now, I thought this guy was the local guy and it didn't matter as much as the national guy. I thought the national guys kind of scoffed at this young, this, this local guy, but it doesn't seem that that's the case. Don went, Don actually, uh, Megan says, do you feel okay? And Don's like, I haven't, I haven't felt, I've never felt better. I think he was happy to finally be rid of this piece of shit. Excuse my language, but that's what he is. 
Uh, they go home, and Donna's all sexed up, and he he just takes Megan and is like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna sex you right now." While Marie's in the other room, listening listening to the physical, I mean, I I hate to say it, but banging up against the wall. At, at this moment, Roger calls from the airport, or is he in Detroit at this point? I'm not sure, but he calls, and he's like, "I got to get to Don. Can I talk to Don?" And she is pissed off because she they stood he stood them up at the dinner. And so he's like, I didn't, she's like, I didn't want to talk to you. And she hangs up on him. He tries calling back again. She hangs up again. Now, it's funny. There's all kind of, there's all these twists. Because if, if they invited Pete to go out to dinner, Pete might have smoothed smooth things over. But this guy didn't want Pete there. So because Pete didn't go out to dinner, Pete had free time. What did he do with that free time? He went with Bob to a whorehouse to have sexual relations with a professional a prostitute. And he comes out of the room. He's all excited. He's got this big smile on his face. And then another room opens up, and this uh, this tall, like large African-American woman walks out, and Bob kind of takes a, a look at her and seemed a little interested in her and turns around, and there is Trudy's dad, his father-in-law, coming out of that room. They look at each other, with fear in their face. Pete's like, hello. And he says, goodbye and leaves. And Pete is freaked the F out. Next day, he goes into Ken's office to kind of talk to him about conflict of interest and what's going to happen. And this is kind of when this giant wheel of crap, everything was going to be good. We think everything's going to be great going public. And all of a sudden, some real crap hits the fan. And it starts when he's in there talking to Ken about the whole thing with the father-in-law, they get a phone call from Jaguar complaining about what happened. Pete almost falls down the stairs, running down the stairs to scream at Don, yell at him in front of everybody about screwing Jaguar and all these things. And um, Joan finally grabs them and goes into the office, uh, grabs them into the conference room. And he says, you, you know, you did this, you screwed us over. And, um, and then Roger comes in and goes, Hey, I got good news. No, oh, we don't. In there, like he fired Jaguar. He goes, well, then I got great news. Um, oh, because he said I have good news and I have bad news. And he goes, Don just fired Jaguar. He goes, well, then I only have good news. So it sounds like he was going to say the good news is we have we have we got to in with Chevy. The bad news is we got to lose Jaguar to get Chevy. Um, but Don did kind of screw them. Now he it was he thought he was doing the right thing and he kind of was doing the right thing, but at what cost? As far as you know. Joan was pissed, and she's like, everything I did and what I went through now is meaningless. What's the point? What did I do that for? You know? And he goes, I'll fix it. He goes, just once, I'd like you to say we. You know? And she was pissed, and she was right. And Don's like, listen. And Roger's like, listen. We got, you got Chevy. You got to get on this. And Don's like, get every, get creative in my office. We got the new car, and they're, they are in on it. Because Roger did his hustling. Roger delivered. He had a check for $10,000, like a retainer, all ready for have, to have them look at. And um, he brought everyone in and kind of talked about uh, what they... Oh, he showed them... He talked about what other um, firms will be there, like CGC, I think he said. Um, was the other one Dancer? And just a couple other things, you know, because it's the big wig. So they're going to have um, big firms all pitching for this new car. Uh, speaking of CGC, 
Peggy goes in to see Ted, but goes into the office late, and Ted is trying to watch TV in his office. He's got the TV on the floor. She kind of made some loud noises. Peggy went in to check on him. You could see he was a little, I think he was a little drunk. He was upset probably about his friend. And emotionally, he talked about Peggy being good and was nervous about the firm and then kisses him, kisses her. He apologizes, but Peggy liked it. Peggy liked it a lot um, because we'll talk about that later. But there was a little kiss and um, I was, I just, you could see the look in Peggy's face like, oh, very good. Um, meanwhile, Don's back at his house. And in the in the elevator, because there's a lot of elevator this season, just a lot of elevator. And there's Doctor, Mr. Doctor, you know, the, the cuckold, uh, Dr. Cuckold, I'll call him. And he's got this kind of glazed over look because he quit his job today. Why did he quit his job? Because he was supposed to have a heart. He had a heart. He had a kid. And they, they didn't. They got passed over and both died. And so he was screwed out of that. Uh, he's like, what am I even doing this for? You know, the, the God, it's it's not in the cards for me. And Don's like, look, I don't cut people open, but I don't believe in fate. You make your own opportunity, which is kind of exactly what Don's doing. Don has his own opportunity where he needs to work his ass off. You know, he goes in to uh, see Megan. He, she's like, how you doing? He goes, good. He goes, I don't know. I think I'm just going to shower and go right back into work. She's like, well, first, let me, um, how do I say this cleanly? Let me kiss you on your downstairs area. I, I think that's I think that's good. I was going to probably say something more crude, but I think, you know, if you're in the car right now and there's some people there, you just, I'm going to kiss you in your pants area. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is. This did happen on the show. Got to talk about it. But it seems like Megan is going all out to make Don feel special. And uh, I think she did a pretty nice job. Now, the next day, they're at the airport because Roger and Don are heading off to Detroit for this big thing. While they're there, there's another group over called Dancer. Uh, they're like another um, firm. And they said, hey, do you guys have any cough drops? He goes, cough, 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 cough. You have any cough drops? Probably not. They already heard that Vix has pulled their business. What do you mean Vix has pulled their business? You remember Pete saw his dad banging a hooker, his father-in-law? Well, the father-in-law saw Pete and he was like, he basically pulled his business because of Pete. Even, even though it's very hypocritical, he says, we're pulling our business. And Bert hears about it. Joan hears about it. And Pete is freaking out. He's like, I'm going to go fix it. I'm going to go fix it. And he runs off to leave. Bert's like, I need to get, uh, get Roger on the phone, get Roger on the phone. It seemed like Roger came back to Don and Roger and Don's like, Roger's like, yeah, they're just messing with us. But there was a glimmer in his eye where I said, oh, he's covering because he knows, um, that something actually bad did happen. I think Bert got to him. I think he told him, but Roger just kind of beat, played it good played it cover you know tried to kind of smooth it over so he didn't uh tell don because why distract don at this time when he needs to go work his ass off to try to get chevy so he cut over to pete going to his father-in-law's office and he does his normal i'm i'm very smarmy and i'm going to talk to you and very kind of talk about this rash decision you made and the father's like uh no chance you're 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 supposed to be the father of 
my of my granddaughter and the husband to my daughter and you you're just you're just a lowly person and um you know you're not a good person you're not a nice person he doesn't want to do business with him anymore and Pete's like you know you know you um having this information and doing this to me and crossing me like this is not a good idea and he's like you you because you're you 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 you're smart you do the smart thing back at Peggy's apartment um we see um that it's loud but her boyfriend who I can't remember his friggin' name um he's reading and he's talking about you know how it's changing things are nice you know it's culture he likes waving to the kids playing the loud music uh but she doesn't like it he likes change she doesn't like change she likes things the way they are and she looks over and all of a sudden we see Ted and he's reading a fine book and he she's kind of fantasizing about Ted and he's like kiss me he's been thinking she obviously has been thinking about him since the kiss so they start kissing in the fantasy, and then you see she's just kissing her boyfriend. But she's thinking about her boss, thinking about Ted. Boogie, boogie, boo. Bum, 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 bum. We see Don uh, in his apartment. I mean, not his apartment, in his hotel room. And this is kind of where the entire season is going to take a shift. Okay? There's only about, you know, 10 minutes left, 12 minutes left in this episode. And to me, these last 10 minutes are seismic for Mad Men. So before I talk about them, before I talk about them, why don't we take a little break to hear from today's sponsor. And what a wonderful sponsor that is. So Don is in his hotel room and he just can't sleep. He's nervous. He's nervous about Chevy. You know, he screwed Jaguar. Well, he got he kind of screwed the business because they lost Jaguar. Um, and maybe he screwed the whole public offering thing with Jaguar and with Vix. So it was a big deal trying to get Chevy. He can't, he can't um, sleep. So what does Don Draper do when he doesn't sleep? He drinks. So he goes down to the bar to have a nightcap. Bar is deserted. And all of a sudden, in walks Ted. And he's like, Damn it! What are you doing here? And he's like, "Oh, how you doing? Great, to, great to talk to you." Um, and Ted is just beside himself with distraught. Why? Because and he he, he explained it. Chevy's a huge deal. Okay, they bring in ten big companies and one small company. Maybe we have a chance. I feel good about that. But if they bring in Ted big, ten big companies in two small firms. We're basically eating ourselves. We're basically, you know, taking each other out and we don't have any chance. We're dead in the water. And Don was like, what? And then he thought about it and he was like, oh my God, you're right. He's like, this, 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 this business is rigged. This whole thing is, is a joke. And he's like, I mean, we have great creative, but they want big firms. They, they are, they are Chevy. They want people on the ground. They want a firm has an office in Detroit. They want all these things we can't provide, but we, we have the, but we know we have the great creative and, um, they're just kind of hanging out. They realize now that they're basically dead in the water and they're like, well, what, what did you have anyway? And I was a little nervous about this. I was thinking, oh no, this is like when Ted overheard the whole thing with, um, with ketchup. And is he going to use this against Don? I was nervous because 
I've been liking Ted. He, they make him likable. He's a businessman. He's a shrewd businessman, but he isn't a jerk. Um, so they, or at least they've, you know, they made him a little more jerky early on, but that's competition. Uh, he has been likable, especially this season, uh, especially if you're Peggy in today's episode. So he kind of talks about his, uh, he gives his pitch. Don's like, you first. So he gives his pitch talking about, um, I don't know what, I forget what it was, but it was like they show people, they show the wind in their hair. Um, they talk about, you know, uh, something big is coming and it's impossible unless it's Chevy or something like that. I don't know. And then he's like, all right, pretty good. And Don gives his pitch where it's about, you know, uh, the future and it's impossible except Chevy. And it's like, you kind of give a tease for a week. Then you finally show the car. Um, he had a good idea and Ted had a good idea. And they're like, it's a shame. We have great ideas, but we don't have the, the manpower. And Don goes, we, and at that moment I was like, yes, Let's do this. I love these seismic business shifts. I love them. And he says, we. And he's like, Ted's like, what do you mean we? And he's like, well, we have the creative, but we don't have the, the, the manpower. So they're like, um, he's, so they kind of looking like, do we work on this together? And Don's like, ah, let's have another drink. And Ted goes, nope, we have a lot of work to do. So, oh, he, Ted's like, we have partners. He goes, I don't see any of them here. None of them are with us. And they basically the next day you see Roger and Don walking into Chevy. And then you see Ted and Harry Hamlin, because I don't know his name, walking into Chevy. They shake hands and Harry Hamlin has a great line. He goes, I just want you to know that I'm against this if it doesn't work. Um, and they, they go in together and it's like, what is happening? Are they working? Are they doing a pitch together as a um, kind of a one-time thing? I don't know what this is, um, but they head into the pitch. We never see the pitch. We go back to um, to the East Coast, back to New York, back to uh, the Campbell household, and Pete shows up all pissed off to Trudy, and he goes, "Did you know your father pulled her business, all our business?" He says, uh, no, I, I don't, I didn't know that. And I don't really care. He goes, well, we were going to be rich and we were going to go public and he ruined it. Uh, she was like, well, that's really not my problem. He goes, well, you know, I found him in a whorehouse. She goes, stop it. Stop it. I found him with a large, he's, his word. I think he said large Negro. Like that was a big deal. Negro prostitute. He says, I, he is the smarmiest, like, D-bag. I don't know what else to say. Um, and he, he, you, the father-in-law thought that Pete was smart enough not to say something. He doesn't care. Pete already knows his marriage is basically screwed. The dad doesn't know this. The dad thinks they're happily married. Pete's out of the house. He's like, what the freak? What am I going to do? My wife isn't even, you know, I've already screwed it up. I'm basically out of this marriage. I'll, I'll go out with a friggin' blaze of glory and talk and tell her dad, tell her that her dad is um, into the into the into the prostitutes, um, and she's like, "Get out of here! We're done." So I think the divorce is actually going to happen, which it probably was going to happen anyway. Now the show. This is the final scene of the show, and this is where you get excited. To this is what I was like, "Oh my god, I want to watch another episode right away," and I should. I should just watch another episode, and give you another podcast. Why not? Um, but. 
Peggy is at the office and they're like, oh, uh, Mr. Chaw wants to see you. She's like, okay. And she kind of powders her nose a little bit and makes herself look all nice because she's got a crush on him. She heads into the office and um, she sees Ted and he smiles and she said, how does it go? And then you hear, we, we got it. We got Chevy. And she looks to the right and there's Don Draper sitting right there. And she's like, what? What is this? And they said they wanted a, fir- a big firm. We, we gave him a big firm. She's like, is this just a one-time thing? He said, nope, we merged. What are you talking about? We merged. And they're like, we're, we have to work out the logistics. Are we moving? And Ted's like, I think we're moving. We have to work out the logistics and figure out things. But we need to get a press release out that we are merging. And we want you to write it. And she says, do we have a name yet? He goes, they go, no, we don't. We couldn't think of a name yet. Think of something. Think of a place. Oh, Don was, Don, I think was so psyched to have Peggy back. He's like, you know, think of a place that you would want to work at. So are they giving Peggy the right to name this? Which is kind of awesome. Um, but he was just like, I want to do this right this time. You know, he brought her in last time. He wanted to do it right this time. Think of the place you want to work for. That's the name. I don't think they're going to do names. They might do a... Something else, I don't know, but she goes in and from the desk of Peggy Ellison, the date, 1968, for immediate release. And that's, oh, first she goes into her office and is like, oh my God, I thought she was going to have a big smile on her face, but she starts writing the press release and it's for immediate release, which is the name of the episode. They said the name of the episode. Specific, that is the specific title. That is the literal translation of tonight's episode for immediate release, which are, I believe is the last words in this episode. Also, you could say um, they kind of got released from Jaguar. They got released from Vix. Pete got released from his marriage. Um, Joan got released from having to deal with Herb, even though it was kind of... Um, you could see that she, everything she went through, what was the point? Um, Roger. I have to say, Roger's little scheme came through. I think that is the big thing for me. So let's kind of go through everything. So Peggy um, is not terribly pleased with her apartment. She doesn't like it. She did it for her boyfriend, but she doesn't like it. And after Ted kissed her, it seems like all she could think about is Ted. To the point where she was fantasizing about Ted when her boyfriend was kissing her. I don't know if that's going to turn into something. I'm not sure. But it's Mad Men, so probably will. And um, now she's thrown for a loop because now she's merged with the, her original work, her original business. And she gets to come up with a release to, to kind of shape the narrative and to shape the story that is going to be told. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. Don seemed to be distant from Megan, according to Megan, um, because he's sleeping with Dr. Wife. And... Um, but it seems like maybe the, the son's in town. She won't be, he won't be seeing Dr. Wife as much. We didn't see her at all in this episode. There was no shenanigans. I want that to go away. I don't like it. Um, but he basically got forced to go out to dinner with that jerk Herb. And he lit the uh, Jaguar account on fire. Screw it. Which pissed off Joan. Pissed off Bert. Pissed off uh, Pete. Because... They were just about to go public. They were going to surprise them. They were going public. And that was going to screw them over. But 
Then, great news, Roger came through because of his flight attendant girlfriend uh, and kind of meandered his way into getting a pitch with Chevy. So, oh, look at that. Jaguar goes out. Chevy comes in. Everything's going to go great. Oh, wait, Vix is heading off, is losing, uh, taking their business away, too, because of prostitutes. Thank you, Peter Campbell. Um, but it seems like all... And everything worked out because they got Chevy. They merged. They're now a big company. I am going to enjoy seeing Harry Hamlin work with Roger. And seeing... Um, now, I, I'm, I'm kind of nervous that we're going to see this guy with pancreatic cancer more. And we're going to see him deteriorate and pass away. So that's not fun. Um, and we're going to see their creative working with Stan and Ginsburg, which will be fun. Uh, I can't wait to see what is going to happen. This was a great ending to an episode. Threw me for a loop. Something that felt like it was going to be, it seems like that would be a season finale, like we're merging. So it only tells me something bigger is going to happen in the season finale because it's the last season finale where it leads off to something that we're going to get. You know, next season, it's the series finale. This is the last kind of, you know, big season finale where it's like, all right, get ready for next season. Um, man, a lot happened in this episode, like stuff I was not expecting. Big businesses losing, big businesses coming in, big businesses merging, prostitutes, apartments, stewardesses, um, and drinking and smoking, the usual stuff, um, kissing on the pants area of your husband, uh, Roger getting hung up on twice by Megan's mother. So much excitement just makes me want to watch another episode. But I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to do it right, like I always do. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to talk about it. But, um, wow. Love this episode. My friends, I think with that, I think we've done it. You know, I'm going to go uh, take my dog out for a walk right now. At least try to take her out for a walk. We'll see how far she wants to go. She's snoozing right next to me right now. Her, She's right up against me. She's a little dog, little beagle, 19 pounds. We only had her for two months. And um, I'm going to try to walk her, get one more one more little pee-pee out of her. Um, but besides that, whew, I am psyched. I love the way this episode ended. So uh, listen, I want to ask you something. Do you guys use iTunes? I would love it. If you could give me an iTunes review, it's free and it's very helpful to me. Um, or maybe on Spotify. I don't know if Spotify does it. I don't know what podcast app you use. I don't know if they allow reviews. If they did, I would love if you could shoot me a review. Um, this podcast is almost done. You know, we're almost, we're in the middle of season six. We have one more season left and then it's done forever. But because it's an older show, I don't feel like I'm, living madmen with all of you. You know, I feel like you guys have already lived through it. Most of the people listening to this, I, some of them are watching it for the first time. Most of them have already watched it. Maybe they just want to hear my voice. Um, so it's kind of where I feel like this content is almost evergreen where, you know, a year from now, this podcast will be done, but someone could find it. Someone wants to listen to a Mad Men podcast and just listen and realize, wow, there's one episode for every single episode of Mad Men. I can watch this. I can do this. And they can watch Mad Men uh, with the made man, 
me. By then, I'll be the official made man because I will have watched every episode. Isn't that exciting? Uh, so I just look at the fact that this podcast is going away, but it's not. Well, this podcast is ending, but it's not going away. So even though we're deep into season six and we've already been around for uh, like a year and a few months, I could use your help. I've been on for two years. I don't remember, but I could use your help. And that's with uh, podcast reviews. So if you do have a podcast app or a program you use that has, allows you to give reviews or ratings, I'm begging you to do that. It's free and I'm done begging. I'm done begging. Okay, I'm better than that. Um, can you also follow me on Twitter at MadeManPod? And follow me on Twitter also. I'm going to give my real Twitter account, which is at GeekMentality. That is kind of my original fan, fair, genre, podcasting Twitter account. I made a special one for the Made Man. But Geek Mentality, if you want to follow me there, that'd be great. Now, the website is fansnotexperts.com. And uh, we have many podcasts there, uh, including this one. Star Wars fans, I want to talk to you about a brand new podcast called The Mandalorian Man. Who's the Mandalorian man? I am. Every week, Disney Plus is going to release a new episode of the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. And every week, I'm going to watch that episode and talk about it. No rehearsal. No research. No notes. No retakes. No editing. Nothing. Just me talking about The Mandalorian. You can find it anywhere podcasts are available or at fansnotexperts.com slash Mandalorian. And may the Force be with you. So I basically took the formula of Made Man, and I've applied it. To this new Star Wars show on Disney Plus. So check it out if you have a chance. Yes, plugs, plugs galore. Um, now, we're done talking about it. I've thrown out my plugs. We're done talking about the episode. So why don't we do what I normally do and bring my voice down. Bring it down to a sultry, sexy, cool vibe of a voice. The voice of an adult male who has been smoking cigarettes for 45 years. Um, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for subscribing. I want to thank you for not for ignoring that beep that you just heard. I want to thank you for leaving a review, even though uh, you haven't done it yet. You're going to, though. I can tell. I can, I can smell it. Um, I want to thank you, thank you for all the likes and the retweets. It means a lot to me that people are actually finding this and listening to me blabber and blabber and blabber about an awesome show. I went to dinner last week with some friends, and I basically told my friend, you have to watch Mad Men. And he didn't, he was like, what, really? I said, it's on Netflix, you have to watch it, you will love it. Um, he's a bit of a dum-dum, the fact that he never watched it before. I mean, really, to be honest, he's my friend, too. I should I should lose this number. But I want to. I've lost my voice. Wait, where have I gone? Okay, now, I want to thank you, my friends. <laughs> I got to go walk my dog right now. So until next time... Thank you as I go on this journey with you as I strive to become 
a made man. Oh boy. Good night. Fans not experts.